0: Get out the insurance cards. Get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by drrodo.com. And we are here. It is the week eight edition of the Consistently Cashin' podcast. I'm your host, Colby Conway, at Colby R Conway on Twitter, and with me, as always, Ron Rigney, at the real ma day. So Ron, we got a storm here in North Carolina where I'm at and it's been brewing up. So it's going to, it's going to rain through most of the night. So other than that, temperature has been good for me of late, but how are things for you down even further south than I am?
1: A little rainy weather today. I think we we have a a massive cold front coming in. I think it's only going to be in the, in like around 81, 82 tomorrow. So, you know, we might have to break the winter coats out for in the morning, our mittens, our, our, our gloves, our, our, our coveralls, you know, we're going to have to deal with it. I think we'll make it. I'm not sure. could get a little dicey though. So we'll see how we do, how we do with that.
0: Yeah. I left the dog out this morning and it was 54 and I was, I ran inside, grabbed a sweatshirt. I've, I've only been in the South for about two years now, but I've, I've changed. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. So the cold was no, no stranger. And then I moved down here and I've gotten soft from the Mm -hmm. cold. I don't know. It if doesn't takes about that long, but oof, I've got. Yeah, it it does. It doesn't, it doesn't take
1: long You get kind of spoiled with the with the uh, temperatures for sure, and especially you know like it do, it does get in the 60s here sometimes. You know, it feels like feels like a uh, uh, deep freeze.
0: Yeah, it's I I'm I'm not at the point where I thought about breaking out the about three pairs of sweatpants that I have, <laughs> but uh, the sweatshirts the sweatshirts are out now that we've hit the you know, 40s in the morning, sometimes in 50s, 60s uh, through the days. It was actually 73 today, so we were a little bit behind you there. But hopefully you have some rain, I have some rain. Hopefully we don't have any weather concerns over the weekend because that's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to setting lineups is I love a player, but i got to consider the weather. Why can't Mm. they all play in a dome? Why can't they take it easy on us? It's cool, it's fun to watch, but when I want to play, you know, Devontae Adams come December and it's a, a blizzard at Lambeau, that's not really that fun. So hmm. hopefully no weather this weekend, but for this podcast, of course, we'll have the Voltron lineup later on. Again, a podcast exclusive, so make sure you keep listening to check that out. Or honestly, fast forward to the end. You won't hurt my feelings. Whatever you want to do is cool with me. Just make sure you check that out. And of course, make sure you read the Consistently and article at drroto.com. So Ron, I will kick it over to you first. What is a game that you are targeting this weekend?
1: I think a game that I'm looking at, and you know the the way that we look at this is just you know exposure to lineups. And there's a couple of games that are in the fifties. There's a couple of games that definitely have some serious fantasy goodness in them. But I think it, there's a right a game kind of right smack dab in the middle that's got enough fantasy goodness, but also the the DFS prices aren't outrageous, and there's some good matchups. And that's Philly against uh, Detroit, Lions against the Eagles. And you're gonna you're gonna hear me talk a little bit about a couple of these guys later on. But I really like Jalen Hurts on the on the Philadelphia side. I like I like Dallas Goddard. You know, ever since Zach Ertz has been traded out of town, that's the best thing that could happen for both of those guys to get put get Ertz in a great situation and Goddard to kind of step up and be the main guy. And also too that Philly those Philly wide receivers aren't that great. Hurts has been doing it. You know, he's really solid play every week. Like I said, you'll probably hear his name come up a little bit later on the Lions side. I'm not going with a lot of their passing game, but I think T.J. Hawkinson's always in play just kind of as a default option, kind of like what Dallas Goddard is with with that lack of wide receivers. And DeAndre Swift catching the ball out of the backfield. You know, he hasn't been huge in the rushing stats, but he has been lights out in PPR leagues out of that backfield. So I do like him, like that matchup for him. But I think that, like I said, there's a lot of guys in here that you can get for that mid-range price that you can pay up in other spots.
0: Yep, and for me, Carolina-Atlanta has a little bit of appeal to it, but the big one for me, AFC South showdown, Titans-Colts. Both teams bleeding fantasy points to the wide receivers. Both teams have star power at wide receiver. Michael Pittman, A.J. Brown, maybe Julio Jones. Derrick Henry always seems to crush any AFC South team, and you can honestly probably get away with either quarterback as well. I have my concerns with Tannehill, just being that he hasn't thrown the ball a ton, against Indy in the couple of matchups that he's faced them as a member of the Titans, but I still think there's plenty of fantasy goodness in that game. And it's in Indy. Should be okay there. Line or the over-unders at 51. That's good enough for me. Ron, what's a game that you are avoiding in the or for the week eight main slate on FanDuel DraftKings?
1: The one that you're gonna see me have zero exposure to is San Francisco, Chicago, 41 point total right now, the way we we see it and just not a lot to, to get excited about here. I mean, there's guys that you're going to play in your seasonal leagues. I think I have Khalil Herbert in as one of my RB2s, which I, I kind of have to do. But also, I'm, I'm not so against that. I just don't – I don't know really what to expect from this game. I'm definitely not playing either one of the quarterbacks. I'm definitely not excited about any of the receivers. Or, you know, you don't have George Kittle. I, I think that maybe Elijah Mitchell on the San Francisco side and then potentially, like I said, Khalil Herbert on the other side. And beyond that, there's really not a whole lot here that you're going to see me have.
0: That's interesting. Uh, one of my favorite wide receivers is in that game on the 49 er side of the football. You can probably take an easy guess who it is, but I I can see it. This game could be sloppy just given quarterback play for both teams, just how both of these teams have been playing throughout the season. So outside of one player, I'm right there with you. For me, it's Pittsburgh-Cleveland. I like Deontay Johnson. I think he could be good in this matchup. There's just other guys around this price point that I find myself – more enamored by or more attracted to this week in DFS. So Steelers-Browns, I don't think I'm going to have anything there. I don't want any part of the offensive side of the ball for Cleveland. If you're going to play in some GPPs and you're going to try to take down a tournament, if you want to try Odell Beckham with how cheap he is, you can do it. If he enters your cash game lineup, you need to be listening to this podcast more because he is not a cash game play anymore and hasn't been for quite some time. So for me, I'm not really going to have much of that Pittsburgh Cleveland game. So Ron, what do you say we go ahead and break out the Voltron lineup for week eight?
1: Let's do it.
0: Cool. So we are back on FanDuel this week and Ron has the majority. So that means Ron got to go ahead and do a quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end defense. And then I plugged the gaps with a, Running back, two receivers, and the flex spot, I do believe. So, Ron, I'll let you go ahead and go first. I absolutely love our quarterback this week. I can virtually guarantee you I will not be watching the game because we are playing him, and it's been a tough watch this
1: year. But who's our quarterback this week in the Voltron lineup? So the guy I went with for 8400 bucks on FanDuel is, if you look at our, our clutch report that Mr. Bob Lung puts out every week, we have two guys that are perfectly 100% consistent on the season. Matthew Stafford is one of them. The other one is Mr. Jalen Hurts. And, and he is, you know like I said, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, perfect seven for seven in consistency. He's been okay throwing the ball. He's had a couple of huge games. He's had a couple of games where it's kind of tailed off, but he's also been doing enough with his legs that he's put up value for you. He's got two two games where he's put up two rushing touchdowns. He's got another one where he put up 82 yards and a, and a rushing score. He's got a couple of games where he's thrown for over 300 yards. Hasn't turned the ball over as much as I thought we'd see him do, especially given, you know, like I said earlier, with the receivers that he has. So I think at 8,400 bucks, not really, a, I wouldn't say a bargain, but definitely a little bit less than some of the guys that, that you're going you're gonna to pay that top dollar for. But I think this is a situation where, I think Detroit's going to play them a little closer than what people think, and I think there could be, uh, this could I don't want to say I think this could be a shootout, but I think there would be a, more of a need for Jalen Hurts to uh, rely on his arm and his legs a little bit more than we might think.
0: Absolutely. I'll go ahead with our first running back, and it is Michael Carter. I know the running back on the other side of this game is going to get a lot of attention as well. But. I really like Michael Carter, just 5700 bucks on FanDuel. No Zach Wilson this week. Mike White is getting the start, and he was captain check down last week. Take a look at the numbers this year. Cincinnati's allowed the ninth most receiving yards to running backs and the most receptions. Why is that important? Well, Michael Carter is starting to take over the backfield. Last week, 11 carries, and he caught eight of nine targets for 67 yards. Mike White is going to check the ball down. The Jets are going to throw the ball a good bit in this game, as I think Cincinnati is going to put plenty of points up on the board. A lot of people are going to look at, like, the Kenny Gainwells and the Boston Scots and some of the other value running backs. But I'm going with Michael Carter, and if Tevin Coleman is out, he, I believe he he popped up on the injury report late last week. I believe he missed the game, and I don't think he's practiced yet this week. So not looking good for him this week. Michael Carter is going to be the bell cow in the backfield this week. $5,700, bucks would not be surprised if he gets us 15 points this week with captain check down Mike White under center. Ron, I think I kind of gave you a segue on accident. I didn't even really mean to, but who's, who's, our, who's our RB2 who hopefully will play up as our RB1?
1: I like that Carter pick. I got him in a lot of seasonal leagues as well, so hopefully that pans out. And, and you're exactly right. The guy on the other side of that game just has a cake matchup. He's, he's you know, he's, he's somewhat healthy, which is good for him. And that's Joe Mixon sitting there at 7,600 bucks. You can pay down a little bit. Uh, you don't have to pay that top dollar to get top dollar production out of this guy. He's been, like I said, he's been fairly healthy. He's coming off of two straight clutch games. He's got three clutch games out of his last four. Facing a Jets team that has allowed 10 rushing touchdowns to the position. They've also allowed 45 receptions out of the backfield and a score there. I think it's going to be in a situation where the Bengals are going to get a lead. I think they're going to have to hand it to to Joe Mixon to just kind of run that clock out. I think you see him get 20 plus carries. And and if you wanted, if you're doing GPP lineups and you you have uh, a, maybe a flex spot where you have a really you uh, know you know you don't have a lot of money to use, maybe look at Samaje Perine in that flex spot. You know, I think there could be enough uh, enough enough fantasy goodness to go around in that backfield that he might get a little bit of run as well. But Love Joe Mixon this week. I think I'm going to have him in every lineup possible.
0: I'm right there with you as well. And he might be about 94% owned, if we're being honest. I mean, it's just cake Mm -hmm. matchup. But our wide receiver, or I guess my first wide receiver that I got to pick this week, talked about it earlier. I'm going Michael Pittman. He's a good receiver. Going up against Tennessee. Had double digit targets against Tennessee earlier this year. I believe he caught six for just under 70 yards in that game. And looking at the consistency data, Michael Pittman is 71% consistent on the year. Perfect cash gameplay. Perfect guy to put in your lineup at just $6,600. Don't think because Tennessee slowed down Kansas City last week that all of a sudden they're a top tier defense. They're not. They're bad. Their secondary is thin. And honestly, another injury or two, Bob, Ron, or myself might be getting a call to play cornerback for Tennessee. Like it, there, it's a barren wasteland right there. And it's a shame. They do have a lot of talent there. They're just all hurt, so it's mm-hmm. it's a shame. But not a shame for us, who's playing Michael Pittman Jr. this week, as we will be quite excited. Ron, next wide receiver, who are we talking about?
1: We're gonna go, at, you know, kind of mid-price option here again, and we're gonna go with Robert Woods. And and we know that Cooper Cup has developed. You know, it's quite a quite a connection with new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. But a couple of weeks ago, our guy, Bob Lung called it and said, Robert Woods is going to have a coming out party. And he did. And he got targeted 12 times. He got six targets last week for 70 yards, which is a solid, solid day. I'd like to see him get in the end zone a little bit more, but in three games against Houston, his career, he's averaging 69 yards and a score averaging nine targets in those games. I think you see him get a few more targets here. I think they spread it around a little bit. I'm not so much sure that it's going to be because of Houston kind of you know, shutting down Cooper cup. I just think there's going to be a lot of passing yards to go around. And I think Robert Woods is going to be a recipient of that as far as getting a few more targets. I know that when you, you know, we kind of talked about this with, with Bob off air, Houston looks a lot better on, on paper against the past than what you might think, but there's a couple of reasons for that. I, I think you still see a ton of passing yards here. And I think Robert Woods, I don't think, I don't know if we can count on him getting double digit targets but I think six or seven targets for 80 yards and a score, I think that's kind of his floor this week. I think he's a nice floor play for that
0: $6,800. And our third wide receiver here, I got to pick this one. I'm going to kind of ask you a question here. Well, I'm going to ask you three questions, actually. So Ron has no clue who this third wide receiver is, by the way, and this isn't planned. So, Ron, what what does Cooper Cup and the wide receiver that wears number 10 for the Rams have in common?
1: Um, besides Cooper that they're the same person. I'd say they're, yeah, that they're the same. I, I thought that maybe was a trick question. They're the same guy. Um,
0: that is correct. But yeah. Cooper Cup and the num- wide receiver who wears number ten for the Rams is the only wide receiver who's priced higher than Stefan Diggs on DraftKings. Next question: What do Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase have in common?
1: Uh, do they have the same amount of receiving touchdowns?
0: Um, no, but they are the only two receivers priced higher than Stefan Diggs on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Now, my next question. What does Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, AJ Brown, Mike Evans, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, and DK Metcalf
1: have in common? They're priced higher than, uh, I don't know. They're priced higher than Brennan. They're,
0: they're all priced higher than Stefan Diggs on FanDuel this wow. week. Steep, steep pricing advantage for us to take care of here with, Definitely. or to take advantage of with Stefan Diggs. All those guys are priced higher than him on FanDuel. So for me, we're putting in Stefan Diggs. Great matchup against mm-hmm. the Miami Dolphins banged up secondary. Yes, there's some talent back there, but they're not stopping wide receivers at all this season. If you check out the consistently cash and article, you'll see my write up on Diggs, where I talked about in his three games with Buffalo against Miami, he's put up 29.3, 14.6 and 16 fantasy points in a PPR format against the Miami Dolphins and Buffalo's put up massive points against that defense in each of those contests too so there's a gross pricing error on Stefan Diggs on FanDuel this week take advantage of it lock him in Ron who's our tight end I there are only two tight ends I'm considering this week and you got one
1: of them here so who is it it's going to be Dallas Goddard and it's it's you know $5,900 it you know like I said on paper it doesn't look like a all all that great of a matchup but when you've got a receiving core like the Eagles have, when you've got a, a, one of the better tight ends in the league in Dallas Goddard, one of the better athletes at the position in Dallas Goddard, I, I think it's it's a no-brainer to throw him in there. And, you know, like you said, you've got, we've got a couple places where we've spent up, you know, mid-price range. We haven't gone too crazy with the money, and I think this is a nice little pay-down option if you're not paying for the, the Travis Kelseys of the world this week. I think that Dallas Goddard is the way to go. I think he gets in the end zone at least once, and I think he really benefits from that Zach Ertz trade, like I alluded to before.
0: And coming in into the flex spot, we're going with Damian Harris. You run the ball against the Chargers. You don't throw. It's kind of like, well, it's not kind of like the Jets in that you don't throw against the Jets. You can throw against the Jets. You just don't have to. Against the Chargers, you want to run the football. They've allowed the fifth most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, allowed eight rushing scores. Then when you look at just pure rushing yards allowed to position, only the Texans and Eagles have allowed more rushing yards this season. You run the ball against the Chargers, and we saw what Harris can do in a good matchup last week against the Jets. He scored twice. I mean, mean, they let up 50-plus points to the Patriots' offense. Come on. You know, the Jets' defense is bad. Damian Harris is that running back for that team. I like his price point at 6,900 on Fan, on FanDuel. He's 71% consistent on the year. And you look at some recent games, 24 points against the Jets, 17 against Dallas, 9 against Houston. Then he had 10 and 12 earlier in the season. So he's a pretty safe play, and he's got great upside this week. And one of my favorite times to deploy Harris is when he has a game where he's going to get the volume and he's in a good matchup, and that is going to be one of these games. Bill Belichick's no dummy. You, he knows you run the ball against the Los Angeles Chargers, so Damian Harris slots into our flex. We had a lot of money left over for defense. We didn't quite have enough for the Rams against maybe Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor, but we got enough for a good defense, so where are we going with our remaining dollars at the TheRealMade on Twitter?
1: We're going to spend 4700 on that Buffalo Bills defense. That, that Bills defense has been an absolute buzzsaw. They're averaging 12 points a game on FanDuel. And they're, they're playing against the Miami team that the week two. They blew them out 35-0. They actually knocked Tua out of the game. He was out for a few weeks. I think Tua is going to have a little bit better day against Buffalo. But, they, I mean, they do everything. They, they get after you with the pass rush. They can defend the run. They can pick the ball off. They, they, there's nothing they can't do right now. They're firing on all cylinders. They can score points on offense. But I think that they're going to have, I don't want to say an easy day. I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But for that 4700 bucks, I see no reason at home against uh, against a Miami team. Like I said, that has got a guy that's not really started a full season worth of games just yet. So he's still still quite a bit raw. I do like what I've seen out of him. I like him going forward, but don't like him this week. I do like that Bill's defense for $4,700, though.
0: I I like that one as well because I'm looking back. Tua's only started and finished one game against Buffalo. First off, they lost that game 56 to 26. However, you look at Tua 35 of 58, 361 yards, that's good. However, completing just 60% of your passes. And when you say you threw for 361 yards, but it took you 58 attempts to do it, it kind of sours that a little bit. One touchdown to three interceptions in that contest. So I don't, it's only one matchup. I don't want to say that Buffalo has his number. But even in the game, he got hurt this year and came out. He had a 40.6 rating, you know. So take that for what it's worth. 2 doesn't do well against that defense. So that is the Week 8 Voltron lineup. Let's run right back through it. Jalen Hurts, Michael Carter, Joe Mixon, Michael Pittman Jr., Robert Woods, Stefan Diggs, Dallas Goddard, Damian Harris, and the Buffalo Bills defense. That is the Week 8 Voltron lineup. You can also check out my FanDuel and DraftKings lineup as well as Ron's FanDuel and DraftKings lineup over at drroto.com in the consistently cashing article amongst a wealth of great content from various humans that are putting it forth there. So also make sure you're checking out Bob Lung's consistency data for your seasonal and really for your daily. We talked about that here. So seasonal and daily go ahead and apply consistency concept and win some money, win some matchups. And make it a productive week eight. So, Ron, any parting shots before we wrap it up and put a bow on this episode?
1: You know, just uh, take advantage of only having two week, two teams on a bye this week. Uh, say a little prayer for myself and Bob Long. We are, we are, we have banded together as brothers in consistency, and we are starting because of injuries. equanimous St. Brown tonight against the Arizona Cardinals. So, so, think some positive thoughts our way. Hopefully we'll be reporting back next week that that really worked out for us, but I have my doubts.
0: Or not, and it's week nine, so you know there's there's you know you gotta look at it both ways. That's yeah. that's the realist in me. The optimist in me wants it to, to go, but the realist in me is you know what week nine's right around the corner for you guys. So hopefully it works out. But as always, at Colby R. Conway on Twitter at the Real Made. On Twitter, let us know how you do. Check out the Consistently catch article at DrRoto.com and all the other great content. So best of luck in week eight. And as always, stay consistent. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out DrRoto.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.